Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. I don't know how you know I'm going to be bringing it because y'all are going to be traveling right along with me this morning. Uh, (laughs) So whatever I'm bringing, y'all bringing it too, right? (laughs) So I hope everyone has had a great weekend. I hope you're refreshed and refueled. I know some of us um, in the southern parts are just kind of trying to Get our bearings back. I don't know about anybody else but me. I'm going to just say that. I'm just trying to get my bearings. Like when things get interrupted a little bit, sometimes you just need that an extra time to reset, right, because it's just some things that unprecedentedly happen in your life. You just sometimes need to kind of get your bearings before you go back into doing things. So that's how I'm feeling today. I'm getting my bearings and get my feet solid on the ground. Things seem to be somewhat I won't say back to normal, but what I'm accustomed to. How about that? So I'm hopefully everybody else is feeling the same way. So this morning's topic, I don't even know what the series or what's going to come out of this, guys, but I'm telling you, as always, I'm super excited uh, for the journey, but I want y'all to get y'all seatbelts ready this week because this is going to be some good stuff. Today's topic is trust and authority. Trust and authority. I hope by the end of the week it all comes together into a centralized theme, but I can say it is still under our umbrella of studying double-mindedness and single-mindedness, right? So today's scripture I'm going to open up with is 2 Kings chapter 5. I won't read all of the verses, but I'm pretty much coming from that entire chapter, but I'm going to stay on the key area is starting at uh, verse 8. Um, of chapter 5, and that's 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 8. It says, But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought I would certainly come out to meet I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and Abana and the far far apart, better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River, dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. So we see here that Naaman was in pursuit because he had leprosy. And you have to go back to the beginning chapters to understand where we open up when Elijah tells the the king of Israel to send him to him. Because Naaman had gone to his king, and he had told him, and there was this young girl that told him that there was a prophet that could do it. 
But the king uh, that he sent, when he when his king of Aram sent him to the king of Israel, the king of Israel was upset because he was like, are you trying to insult me? Like, I'm supposed to be the one? Like, since when am I supposed to have the authority to heal somebody? So all of that's backstory anyway, right there, right? But in this part, what I want us to get and where we're going today is I wanted us to see on this backdrop that a lot of times when we get the answer we're looking for, we get the direction that we're going to, that we can sometimes still have these split wills or split desires and split beliefs that are causing us to be missing. And it's a trust and an authority factor that both need to be present in order for us to be able to live single-mindedly, basically following and choosing one direction in your life. We've uncovered a couple of weeks and talked about double-mindedness and how it shows up in our lives and the causes and symptoms of it. But there is a deeper thing that is rooted in it, and it is about where we have placed our trust and our authority. And kindly speaking, many times our trust and authority is split. We trust in one thing, but we have placed our authority, the authority of the final say of our lives somewhere else. And I won't even say in something or someone outside of us, typically the ultimate, the ultimate fight is between us and God, us and the word of God. We have trust in the word on an intellectual basis. We know what the word says. We know what scripture says. Just like here, Naaman knew, based on what the girl told him, that he could be healed by this prophet. But he had another authority or another idea of what authority looked like and the appearance. And we see that because he wanted the exuberant display of the authority that this prophet had. He said, why? How are you going to send me a message through the door? He didn't even come out to see me and wave his hand over me. But how, how do we forget and know that the God we serve is capable to do any and all things? He don't need drama. He don't need nothing dressed up. He don't need a whole lot of steps to get to nothing. He's very simple, very articulated and direct in what he gives us to do. But because we have placed our authority in the appearances of what seems to be success, growth, process, or even change in our lives, we've got to see it. We've got to see a hand wave. We've got to see somebody lay hands on us. We've got to see a whole bunch of people in the building. We've got to see a whole bunch of people liking or commenting on what we're doing. We've got to see. We've got to have the display of it because to simply say go and do and be prosperous is not enough. We've trusted in the display of gifts versus trusting the simple truth and promises and precepts that God has laid forth for us. Or we have found that you might have the authority over your own life, but you fail to understand and surrender that authority to God. So you trust his word, but he doesn't have the final say in your life. You do. You're trying to get him to conform to your will instead of you deciding on what will is going to abide in your life. Your trust and authority must meet. 
in order for single-mindedness to be present. You must not only trust intellectually in the word or know the word, but you must have and have made a simple decision in your life to make the word the first and last authority in your life. The two must be in alignment. We cannot only depend on the things that we see to be the evidence of the presence of God in our life or the power of God in our life. We cannot only depend on the results in our business to be the idea of what success looks like for us. We must make a decision to give the full trust and authority over to the one who has given us the desire, who has given us the ability to get wealth and the power and the authority to have dominion over the things that he has put in our hands. We must then return it unto him. We must look for the simplicity of progress, the simplicity of success. We must choose not to complicate things in our lives just to deem it worthy, just to deem it worthy of our belief and our persuasion. This week, we're going to look at a lot of things when it comes to this trust and authority principle and how it is the factor or what I believe the clear principle that one must hold on to in order to have a single-minded living, single-minded in your personal and your professional life. You cannot believe that your business is apart from what God has created you to do. You cannot believe that your family, your personal life is apart from your business and then seek and desire for your life to have some meaning. Everything that you are a part of is a part of you and you are a part of a whole. You cannot abide or grow or see any maturity in your life from simply having different wills at fight in your life. You must embrace the level of trust and authority in your life that are in alignment with what you have chosen for yourself. We have been given clear instruction in Joshua chapter 24, starting at verse 14 and 15, where Joshua is telling the people, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Basically, complete allegiance. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. We cannot have two forces that reign in our life. We cannot have two different allegiances. That's just a completely divided kingdom. Our mind can't believe one thing and our heart believe another. And we expect progress and success to be evident in our life. Many times we have failed to define what true success is. Many things is from getting the things that we want. But true success is living in peace in a land that is chaotic. True success and wealth is being able to have your needs met while you still serve to do the will of God the Father in your life. True success is understanding that even though the world around you may be crumbling, you are still thriving. You are still progressing. You are still impacting those that have come to you. So we need to also redefine what wealth and success really is 
for those of us who are Christ-centered believers. We cannot murk our waters of life by trying to adopt the world's way of success and calling it good. We cannot live in two kingdoms. We must choose one or the other. And then when you choose that one, you must have your trust and authority fully in alignment under that kingdom you have chosen. Because if you are divided in trust and authority, you're still not good for the kingdom. You can't do the work. You can't see the things come to pass because everything is going to always be off kilter in your mind because you believe one thing, but your heart believes another. The principle of trust and authority is simply understood as when someone we trust, who we believe holds a higher authority of knowledge than we do, makes the truth known to us, we will be instant, instantaneously persuaded to believe it. When you look at this simple definition of the principle, you ask yourself, whom do I trust? And whom do I believe holds a higher authority of knowledge than I do? Once those two questions have the same answer, then you have to make the decision as to what is it that they're speaking to you. Is it truth? If it is truth and it has become known to you, you have instantaneously been persuaded to believe it. This should be cautious to us as we endeavor through life because if we say that Christ is who we trust, and Christ is who we believe that holds a higher authority in our lives than we do, we have to be sure that the people that we allow to pour into us is speaking truth that we have come to know by the Holy Spirit for ourselves. We have to be willing to test it. We have to be willing to put it up against Scripture for ourselves. Because in the moment that we take the trust and authority of another person, that we allow them to speak into us, and that is okay because that's by way of teaching. Intellect is the door into which our heart gets changed. So we have been called to listen to teachers. We have been called to listen to those that bring us correction. But what we have to know and be clear about is if what they speak is true. And the only way you're going to know if what they speak is true is you have to have a relationship with him for yourself. You have to be clear about where you stand, who you believe, and in whom you trust. And then you only get there by the process of learning and knowing more about that authority figure and trust factor that is in your life. So that when correction, teaching, and training comes to you, that person that has instantaneously persuaded you to believe something, you have now measured them according to the authority and the trust factor that is in your life. Therefore, many of us who are in the marketplace searching for information and training, skill sets to be developed and to be mastered, have failed to decide and come to a clear conclusion about what we trust and what we believe, who has the higher authority in our life. That's why sometimes programs and courses and trainings that we get don't match what we need because we ourselves are double-minded. We only trust the word and know the word, but we have not made the word the final authority. Therefore, we can't rightfully divide 
what truth is being told to us because we ourselves have not come to a clear, single-minded conclusion about what we trust and who has the authority in our life. I know I'm saying a lot that sounds the same today, but I hope somewhere there is something that is imposing a true desire in yourself to test what I'm saying, to go and check it out for yourself. Go do your own study. Go read for yourself. Go get yourself clear and be certain that the two questions you ask, who I trust and what authority have I held higher than myself, is in the same answer. They both have the same answer. And then go and test what I've said for yourself. Be certain that the training that you hear here is not persuading you to be tilted off of what God has called you to do. Be certain that the training and the mastery and the skills and the information that you get anywhere else is not taking you from the course that has been uniquely designed for you. But I can tell you what I've learned, just even in going through this for myself, is that if I know I trust God and I know his word intellectually and I have made a conscious decision to ensure that he has the final authority, the first, final, and the middle authority in my life because I know he knows more than I do. I am certain that even what I hear, because of our study of who he is and I go through it for myself, I'm not so worried about the enemy being able to filter me off course because what I do know is even if I go and listen to something that may not be what he has called me to listen to, it still serves a purpose because he will then bring me enlightenment to help me understand why I had to even be exposed to it because maybe I needed to know it so that I could rightfully divide it for another. Let us not be afraid to continue to live in this land and live in our businesses and live our truth and live out the trust and authority that we believe because this is the season that it is a must. I'm telling you, if you are so concerned with what the enemy is doing, you are failing to be in tune with what God is doing. And he is calling his Christ-centered leaders and believers to be more in tune with what he's doing. Make sure you are right. Make sure you are in alignment. Make sure that the principle of trust and authority is clear in your life so that you can have the impact and the deliverance needed to bring people to the place where they need to know who he is not just buy from you, not just cause you to meet your need, but the impact and the change that you are having in the lives of those that you have been called to serve. Thank you for staying on. I know I've gone over just a little bit, but I was really excited about today. So I hope you have gotten something that is going to help you, and I hope you look forward to the next days to come as I do to hear how God will unpack this more for us so that we can get busy living single-mindedly, completely sold out, in all that we have in our lives, knowing that he is with us and fully capable of equipping us to do the thing that he has called us to do. Thank you for joining us. Meet us back on the line tomorrow morning as we will share some more wisdom with you that we hope will definitely serve to be applicable in your life. So go today, be intentional and authentic in your leadership, and you guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.